0: 2012, and I was in Rockford, Illinois. It was uh, just an ordinary, I think it was a middle of June day, and it was probably 80, 90 degrees, and it was about 3 o'clock, and we were out on the field uh, just getting ready for batting practice. So I had been having elbow problems that year. This is my third year in pro baseball, and I was playing for the Evansville Otters. So our trainer Liz, she waves me in. I'm standing out in right field with two of my friends, and she she waves me into the dugout. Says, "Hey, I got the uh, I finally got the orthopedic surgeon on the phone. He wants to talk to you, discuss your MRI results." So I, I jog in, and I take the phone, and he says, "Hey, Dan, you know I uh, I read your report, and I know this is hard, but I I really think your uh, your UCL is torn again. It looks like it's fully torn." And he said, "I haven't." seen many MRI reports like this I've never seen an MRI actually of a guy who's already had Tommy John surgery so this is new to me and there's a lot of scar tissue and it's a really fuzzy MRI because of all that so it's kind of hard to read but I'm pretty sure it's fully torn he said you know I I recommend that you go see another surgeon he said I'm not going to do your surgery because I've never done a, a revision on a person he said, so you need to find someone, one of the big guys who's who's done so many Tommy Johns that they've at least done a couple of these, you know, because it's it's going to be tough for for me, and I just wouldn't tackle it. So I thanked him, and I, I took a deep breath, and I, I ran back into the outfield, and I went to right field. So to give you some context on where I was at at that point, standing in right field, I, uh, I was in my third season, the Evansville Otters in the Frontier League, um, I had had a, a really rough season the year prior with the Fargo Moorhead Red Hawks of the uh, American Association. I got released by them in the off season, and then Evansville um, signed me just about a week before spring training. And they brought me in because they wanted me to be their their number one pitcher, which it was nice to be wanted after just a brutal season with the uh, with the Redhawks. I finished with a seven plus ERA there, and over that winter, I I started my journey into meditation, which I'll discuss in another another episode, but. Um, I made some big changes that winter, hoping that I could really improve things in 2012. So, it was going great. Um, I started opening day for Evansville through well. And at that point, when I got the that news, um, I was leading the league in ERA and batting average against and in strikeouts. So, I had a 1.06 ERA through, like, 40-something innings and 50-something strikeouts against only, like, 20 hits. Um, so, by that point i don't know if it was by that point like that day or just like in the upcoming weeks i i got voted the all-star game starter um and of course i i wasn't able to pitch in that all-star game i had to sit through it a, a week later but so as i was in the outfield i got asked by patrick and eric my my two pitcher buddies standing next to me they said hey like what do the doctors say and i i just couldn't answer them i i just walked off i there was a a gate in left center and i I just walked out of the field and into a, an adjacent, uh, kind of like a meadow. And, and there was a tree standing there. It was like a little evergreen tree. And I, uh, I stopped by my, by the clubhouse and I grabbed my cell phone and I, I went back out to that little tree and I sat there and I just called my mom. I started to cry and I, I called my best friend and <laughs> continued to cry, um, because it just was like everything was over at that point i was 26 and you just can't keep having surgery Like you can't keep taking s- huge steps backward at that age um you know when you're 26 you're supposed to be in double a AA or triple a or in the big leagues already if you're really like on track to be a good major leaguer and that was what i wanted to be so to have another huge setback like that which i knew what it meant you know i'd been through it before it meant that I was not going to pitch in 2013 at all, and I was obviously done for the year there. So I was going to miss another two calendar years of baseball and come back when I was 28. So um, I sat out there in the outfield, and after I got off the phone with my mom and after I got off the phone with my, my best friend Andrew, I, uh, I just, like, tried to take in the gravity of the situation. And anyone who's been injured – they feel this. And I, I think it's in, easier to be injured when you're young for a lot of reasons because you still see so much career ahead of you. But when you're sort of at a an, at an older age like I was, it puts you almost at a bit of an impasse where I couldn't necessarily come back from this. Even if I wanted to, like maybe no one would sign me again because I was getting too old. You know, maybe my my window for getting signed by a major league organization was going to close completely, which in reality it probably did. Um, but as I sat there by that tree, I just didn't feel like that was it. I I asked myself, like, is this the end, this the end of my career? Like, this isn't how this is supposed to go. Um, and I, and I just didn't feel it. You know, I always thought that an injury would end my career. But at that point in my life, at that moment, I was like, this isn't it. This isn't, this isn't the the end this isn't the last pitch I threw you know a week ago this wasn't the last day on a baseball field so I went for a jog because I knew I just couldn't walk back right into the clubhouse just like covered in tears like a little baby um and I went for a jog down this like country road and uh just trying to clear my head and and come to some sort of conclusion and on that 30 minute jog um I decided that I was I was going to come back and I was going to do Tommy John surgery again, which, like I said, it uh, when I got it the first time back in 2008, I, I'd still, it was surreal. I'm like, I've heard about all these guys that have to get this surgery. Like, I'm one of those guys now? Like, this is so weird. Like, that's not my life. I think in every person, I think they do those things. Everyone seems to feel like they're immortal until they're not. And you hear about all these horrible things. I think as a man, the things you, you dread the most, at least for me, it was, was that, you never want to get a girl pregnant. You never get, want to get in trouble with the police. Um, and then, like, bodily injury. You know, you, you hear about people becoming crippled in car accidents and losing their vision, like all these crazy afflictions. You know, people have incredible diseases, and you always never think that's really going to be you. You have this sort of sense of immortality. And, you know, that was shattered for me as a, a junior in college. Or I'm sorry, well, a redshirt junior. So my fourth year in college, I got my first Tommy John. Um. And then here I was again, it's like, no one gets this a second time. Like the doctor said that my elbow was better than new, like that I was never going to be hurt again. And here I am, I'm hurt again. So towards the end of that, that run, like the home stretch, I was just like asking myself, like, do you believe you can do this? Like, can you do this? And I ended up just like trying to like psych myself up and it's almost embarrassing to like say it out loud, but the last like probably half mile I was shouting at the top of my lungs that I believed in myself I was just shouting it like no one could hear it I was in the middle of nowhere but I was just shouting it like I believe in myself as I'm running down this road (laughs) covered in tears it's probably a really embarrassing scene in a movie but um, that was a big moment for me and I had to just I just had to come to terms with what I was going to do and you know just the way things were unfolding which I just wasn't I just wasn't prepared to get that news that day you know and, and entering that season I'd had elbow problems again so in March I started to get a little bit of pain after I came back from California where I had a, a mental training a long toss seminar um, and in spring training I, uh, I threw really well in spring training I mean I was sitting 92 to 94 I had good command of everything like it was far and above the best I'd ever been in my life so I was just excited i was ready for opening day and then my elbow started hurting a lot more with about five days to go but i was still throwing fuel and i was like feeling good so I, we talked to the doctor and he's like, no i don't think there's anything wrong with your elbow let's, let's give you a cortisone shot and get back out there and so i did and i, I made my opening day start with a cortisone shot just a couple of days prior which in reality you're supposed to wait longer than that but um you know, I, I made my opening day start, and I threw well, and I was still touching ninety three, ninety four in the first inning. And um, but the new thing was that my velocity started dropping earlier. And in my career, I was always a guy who could hold his velocity. So my first two years as a starter, um, my first year, I think I threw my hardest. I'd still touch ninety two, ninety three in the ninth inning, um, and even in my second year, I was still doing the same. So I wasn't a guy who would you know start out eighty nine, ninety, and end up eighty seven, eighty eight. Uh, I, I held up pretty well, but here, even in my first three or four starts this year in 2012, you know, I'd start 90 to 93 first inning, second inning 90, 92 third inning 89 to 91 fourth inning 89 to 90, and I'd be throwing 87s in there by the seventh inning. I'm like, this isn't this isn't normal. But guys who were who have a blown out elbow, they also don't row 88 to 93 for 100 pitches either so I was like well something's going on but I'm still okay I don't think I'm damaged maybe if I get a little bit of rest and this cortisone you know keeps helping and I kind of get ahead of my therapy and then you know I'll start to to make some progress and I'll stay at my peak a little better but as it turned out as soon as the cortisone shot wore, wore off at about week five um, the pain just came back and it became pretty evident that uh whatever was going on underneath was was not fixed um it was just masked and i remember that last day in southern illinois i was pitching against the southern illinois miners which they was a gorgeous ballpark they're a good team um they're perennial perennial winners Uh, their manager mike is a a real smart guy um manages the team as well as anyone despite not having a a very significant baseball background um just a, a really um he takes a very business like approach to his team, and I I respect that a lot. Um, so anyway, I'm I'm throwing the bullpen, in, and it's just like daggers on my elbow. And Brooks Carey, our, our pitching coach, I mean, he can he was pretty perceptive, at least with me, and he could tell. He's like, "Hey, how you feel?" I'm like, "Not good." And then we went out there and we did it anyway. He said, "Well, you just let me know, and I'll come get you." I said, "All right." So. First inning was pretty painful. Um but the issue was there was a, a scout in the stands and like I said, I was the leading pitcher of the league at that point. And he had his radar gun on me and he was there watching another player um named Josh Fields, who he signed after the game actually. And as I uh as I watched him, you know, there was an eerie parallel with the way I blew up my elbow the first time back in two thousand eight with uh 15 or so scouts in the stands, mostly watching Tom Kohler, who's now a major leaguer with the Marlins. He's in their starting rotation. Um, I did not want to walk off the mound in front of those scouts back in 2008. I did not want to walk off the mound pointing at my elbow again here in 2012. But in the second inning, it was pretty evident that I was probably going to have to do that. And it was really painful. I started to lose my control. I asked our pitcher who was doing the radar gun chart in the stands, I said, you know, I, I asked a guy in the dugout to go you know, communicate with him and see how my velocity was, if it was down. He said, no, you're still like 90, 92. You had a 93 in the first inning. I was like, okay, so maybe I'm not injured. maybe I just have like some bone spurs or some really bad tendonitis, like whatever it is. I just got to get out of here without this guy knowing that, that I'm hurt, hurt, and I'll take a couple weeks on the DL and then I'll be back. I'll be fine. And I genuinely believe that. So I started, I started picking in my index finger in this first inning and trying to make it apparent to everyone that I had, like, a blister or something that was for me that was bothering me. So I did that, and I kind of increased it, and I increased it, and I think in the third inning um, was when I was finally, like, I had to, I had to get off the mound because I just had no idea where the ball was going. I started picking my pitches based on which ones hurt less, which curveball hurt the most, fastball hurt the second most. So I was throwing a lot of changeups, ups um, And, uh, you know, during during all that, I was just – making this little uh little facade about my finger and trying to pull the wool over the umpire's eyes but and so you know when it was time um i i pulled the umpire out there and i called my pitching coach and i was like showing him my finger which it was convincing i think because i always have some kind of like a blood blistered like deep underneath the skin so my middle finger genuinely did look kind of ugly um and i just told him like yeah i don't know if i keep throwing blah, 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 blah. And like, do you think you really need to come out? I'm like, yeah, I I do. And, of course, that was a lie, obviously. But, you know, I had pitched with a completely torn-off finger pad um, two years prior. You know, the entire service of my middle finger came off in an August game where it was really humid. Um, So I was never the guy who would want to come out for a blister. Now, for people who don't know, blisters are a very legitimate thing. If you're a pitcher and you have a a torn-off finger pad of either your index or your middle, you're pretty much done. I know people – kind of scoff at those injuries with, when they hear about major leaguers missing three weeks with the blister, but you just can't. You just can't do it. Like, the ball just doesn't come off your finger. I mean, it comes off your finger, and you just can't pitch the same way, especially when you're trying to make your living. You can't just, like, hang a bunch of sliders because you can't feel it, you know, because your middle finger is oozing and gross. So, anyway, they, uh, they took me off the mound, and, and that was it. And, you know, Brooks came and sat down by me in the dugout, and he said, that bad, huh? And I said, yep. And uh, one of my friends, who I would later meet a couple of years later in the Atlantic League, a guy named Dave Harden. Um, he was pitching for Southern Illinois. I am not sure if he was a pitching against me in that game, but he was on that team. And I, a couple of years later, I was asking, "I was like, hey, uh, did I fool you guys when I was doing that blister thing?" He's like, "No, we all knew. Like you are an idiot." He's like, "We all knew your elbow was messed up, and just I don't know, we just knew." I was like, "Okay, well, because I, I didn't really fool people, but I tried. I tried my best, I guess." I you know, and this is one of the issues with you know now that I'm a coach and I, I work with a lot of kids, and I'm very explicit about the fact that they can't pitch through pain. Like that's not a good thing to do. I did it my whole life, and I was really good at masquerading about you know being healthy. You know, when my elbow hurt the most. I would try not to touch it. I would try to keep it loose. I would just try to be as natural as I could so people didn't know. And uh, so I'm fully aware of all the little tricks that you know every baseball player plays to try to stay in the lineup. And you know I'd done them all, but. It's not a good thing to do. It's, it's a way to wind up seriously injured. It's a way to take a, a minor issue and make it a major one. Um, of course, with me, I just always had elbow problems. I always had them. It never got better. Um, you know, From that sophomore year in college all the way up to the end of my career, I was pretty much always pitching through pain. and It was just kind of the cross that I I bore. Baird? Baird? Bore? Either one? I don't know. Whatever way. Um, that was just always me. Like I never had a season where I felt good. Um, you know, in 2000, in 2008, um, obviously I blew up my elbow. My first comeback year, 2010, I, uh, I pitched through just like incredible arm deadness and ache, um, where I'd be shaking, holding my water cup. Um, and I pitched 120 innings like that, that year. And that was absolutely miserable. It was one of the most miserable, uh, and incredible seasons of my life. Like it was a dream come true to play pro baseball. And here I was gritting through it every day with 12 Advil in my system, because I would not let that go, um, and it's hard. I was mentally exhausted by the end of that season. You know, in the next year, I I had the same issue for the first half of the year, and I was actually reasonably healthy the second half, um, despite getting just pistol whipped by every hitter that came in the box. And then my third year, I obviously blew my elbow out. Twenty fourteen, returning after Tommy John surgery number two, um, I had a uh, like a finger finger injury, I think related to my my elbow surgery that. It was just kind of like a thing that resolved itself after about three weeks on the DL. And then I had some just inconsistent um, elbow pain throughout that, just kind of like minor stuff. And then 2015, had incredible elbow tendonitis again, probably the most painful elbow I'd had and actually wasn't injured. Um, and then 2016, I uh, had shoulder pain from the end of 2015 all the way through 2016. And that was what ultimately caused me to, to hang on my cleats, but... So back there in Rockville, um, when I got finished my run, you know, it was getting close to game time. I didn't want to be anywhere near the clubhouse. Um, obviously, I assumed our trainer told our manager, Andy, what was going on. And I just kind of waited for the clubhouse to clear out for guys to go out to the field. And um, I just kind of took a shower by myself and sat there. And and I contemplated what I was going to do that day, I feel I was going to if i was going to be in the dugout if i was going to put my uniform on or if i was going to be in the stands uh, in plain clothes and you know do a chart or just sit there or whatever um obviously starting pitchers you know would do the chart usually the game chart one day and the radar chart the other and i uh i wasn't sure which i wanted to do i didn't want to do any chart i'm the worst charter in the world i can't my mind wanders so much that i just can't before I know it I'll miss five pitches in a row and I was like, oh, I guess those were all probably curveballs, right? Yeah, all all strikes. Definitely strikes. Um, but uh as I sat there I was like I don't I don't wanna pack it in today and I don't want to pack it in in spirit. I and I felt like in a sense it was kind of like a, a metaphor for the journey that I was facing. Like am I gonna put on plain clothes for the rest of my life? Or am I gonna continue to put on my baseball costume? and so after sitting there i decided you know every day that i've got now is is precious obviously my career is in jeopardy and it's a question mark and what happens going forward is very very much unknown because most guys do not come back well from a second elbow surgery you know the the uh return to form rate is, is pretty high. It's like 80% on the first one, but on the second one, it's like 40%. Guys just don't bounce back well. There's so much scar tissue they have to use a second graft, which usually comes from a cadaver. Um, there's a lot of reasons that guys don't come back well from the second one. So it was very unclear whether I'd, I'd ever pitch again. So at that moment as I sat in the clubhouse and I, I wondered plain clothes or uniform, um, I finally chose uniform and I decided that I'm going to I'm gonna be a ball player today, and I'm gonna be a ball player again in the future. And it was hard. And I sat in that dugout, and I, uh, I didn't have much to say to anybody. And it was tough to watch, you know, my teammates go out there and and not wonder, you know, why are they healthy and I'm not? Because it wasn't that they worked harder than me. It wasn't that they put anything else into it. It wasn't that like, there was just no reason, you know. And and there's a whole there's a whole spectrum of guys and how hard they work and. Um. And all that stuff and it was never this this pissing contest where oh i worked the hardest or i deserve the most like you don't no one deserves shit and we'll just be honest about that that you put in work for yourself and you put in work because it's what you're passionate about and because you want to have no regrets when everything's said and done that you can you know go to sleep at the end of the night knowing you were productive that you put in your day's work and that you know you got infinitesimally better each day and i felt like i did that um but despite all that i just couldn't stay healthy and that was a you know recurring theme from my career and you know it's it's frustrating to watch guys who will go get hammered drunk after each game and never get injured and and play well but i i never dwelled on that fact i always just like i'm me and whatever i am i'm gonna maximize what i am and that's all that I'm I'm going to be. So um, I never really let that get to me, but I remember sitting in that dugout, and I was just like, can I, can I get a break at some point? You know, like, I'm doing it. You know, I bounced back. Like, Fargo was terrible. I pitched so bad, and it hurt so bad to pitch terribly in front of your teammates, terribly in front of the, your coaching staff, um, terribly in front of the home crowd. Because at the end of the day, you just want to be respected. You want to be respected by good players. Um, and feel like you were a somebody at least on that level and when you don't pitch well you feel like no one respects you that you're not doing your job um, and it's hard it's just hard to cope with that and m- way more so in pro baseball than at any other level because every other level it's just it's it's amateur it's your job's on the line the same way there's so much pressure pitching to keep your job um, pitching to advance your job and pitching in front of people that are judging you that are cheering for you and cheering for the other team. And, um, it's just, it's a very different multifaceted game at the pro level, which I really appreciate it. And I, it's not that I didn't want all that. Like I wanted those stakes and I'll never play, you know, recreational baseball. I'll never play baseball again. Then I Now that I re- you know, decided to retire, um, because I, I wanted that so much and I wanted to feel that I had to do well. And it, you know I think the old saying is that pressure makes diamonds or it makes uh <laughs> i don't know well Easter's coming up, so maybe it makes peeps. I don't really remember what the other thing was, but um anyway uh analogies you know horribly botched analogies aside i um i I enjoyed that part of it, but it also it made it tough so as I sat there watching the game and we were playing okay um I just I just wanted to get on with it. I wanted to get my surgery already. It took another month to get it done. And I talked with uh with Brooks who had seen his baseball career come to an end with a knee injury and a shoulder injury as well. So, you know, it was uh he could empathize and he knew what I was going through, obviously, but um sports aren't fair. They're never going to be fair. You don't get what you deserve. And and really no matter what happens, if you don't like it, you just need to play better. You know, there's guys that'll get more opportunities to you. Then you know, there'll be you know people on your team who don't belong who are there because of politics, or there because of someone they know and um those things will never go away. They never go away in the professional world or the sports world. So really what we all have to do is we have to just uh we have to deal with it. And we have to remain focused on ourselves and what we can accomplish and what we can do going forward. So I, uh, that's kind of where we end scene here. You know, I, I, I watched the game and I had my uniform on and I decided that second surgery be damned, I was going to come back.